everybody. I'm Lynn Petrak, Senior Editor at Progressive Grocer, and welcome to Top Women in Grocery. It's a podcast that focuses on the trends, topics, and interests that move women forward in our industry. We spotlight extraordinary women who have successful careers and interesting lives and um, really contribute to their communities and their workplaces. And today we happen to be talking to a 2023 Top Women in Grocery winner, uh, and she is Brenda Rahman, Vice President of Engineering at Shift. Welcome, Brenda. Thank you for having me, Lynn. Super excited to be here with you today. Me too. Me too. And you are a winner in our Rising Stars category. And your your entry really caught our eye for a lot of reasons. A little bit more on you. Um, Brenda sets a long-term vision and defines a tech strategy that fuels business growth, the company's retail partnerships, and upholds Ship's reputation as a retail technology partner. She leads and develops a team of more than 70 engineers and is known for actively building a highly diverse and inclusive team at Shift and cultivating a healthy pipeline of tech talent. And we'll talk more about that later. She joined Shift as a director of technology and partner integrations in 2021 before being promoted. Before that, she worked for parent company Target for more than five years as senior engineering manager for inventory and catalog and senior engineering manager for marketing and customer data platforms. She earned a master of science degree in computer science from Metro State University and a bachelor of engineering from Annie University. And Brenda is passionate about increasing the pipeline of women in our industry by promoting careers in STEM. So welcome again. Thank you. Let's get right to it. So growing up, were you always drawn to STEM topics, Brenda? And what were some of your influences, maybe from youth all the way up to maybe your college years, if you if you can condense that for me a little bit? Yeah. Uh, so Lynn, I grew up in Chennai, India, and was in my middle school and late 90s. You know, uh, that's when the small computer centers used to pop up in those busy streets near my school. I was always curious, what is in there? How to use them? Um, I still vividly remember, I used to go to my parents and ask like, you know, 10 rupees, we can do the conversion, uh, 10 rupees for uh, 30 to 60 minutes browsing sessions in these centers, just to simply explore what a computer is and how to use the internet, etc. Um, it was actually during my seventh grade, I was formally introduced to a computer education and program. Uh, and it was my teacher, Mr. K7, who taught me the basics of WordStar, Lotus. And oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, very, very old stuff. Uh, but that's that's when I really got into computers and computer programming. You know, it really got me excited. And I, I, I must say, um, he was my first inspiration, and I really wanted to be like him one day. Um, and ever since I went on taking uh, more and more programming uh, languages through this after-school hour program, and I um, also uh, took computer science as my major focus area during the 11th and 12th grade of my high school. And I eventually earned an undergraduate degree in uh, electronics and telecommunication engineering. Um, you know, I also had the great opportunity to do a master's in computer science here at the U.S. And I must say, I was very fortunate and blessed to have uh, some amazing teachers and professors here while I was doing my master's and also industry professionals, right? Um, I think that really taught me how to connect my classroom learnings back into solving real-world problems. And, uh, um, you know, I will also share, uh, I come from a very humble beginning, and I still remember 
how much my parents used to struggle to give the best education possible for me. They sacrifice, don't they? They do. Yeah. Yeah, right? But, but despite all their struggles, they were so supportive of my aspirations and what I would call as my big dreams in this tech uh, uh, industry and, and earning a tech education. And neither of my parents had a college degree. So to me, it was always a dream to earn a degree and a career in tech and make them proud one day, right? And I will share with you, uh, I actually had my parents here with me uh, during my master's graduation ceremony. It was my dream moment. It was my dream moment for very many years. And when it really happened, that was surreal for me. Well, I bet. And I bet, you know, little you back when you were looking and wondering what that was all going on, what would you make of where you are now, where you were at graduation? You know, how remarkable uh, that trajectory has been. Um, it was an exciting journey. And, you know, I'm someone, uh, 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 someone who really gets excited about new learnings. And, and, and having continuous learning mindset. So to me, when I look, look at this journey, it's all about learning something new every single day. So that to me is super, super exciting. Well, and certainly things, certainly don't stay static in your industry. <laughs> things are, you're always learning, I would imagine, right? Your pace of learning is probably, you know, even faster than, than a lot of us, I would imagine, right? Totally, totally. The industry is rapidly changing and, you know, there is so much to learn and apply in our everyday work. Uh, curiosity and continuous learning mindset, like I said before, is key for any key tech roles today within a fast-paced environment. So think about this. Businesses have to continuously innovate to meet their customer needs. So balancing out that long-term strategy as well as being agile and nimble to this constantly changing external conditions has now become even more important than ever. Uh, like I said, I'm someone who naturally gets motivated by challenges and complexities and new learnings. So to be a part of this industry at this time of rapid change and evolution in technology in spaces like AI has been very, very exciting for me. You know, I go into work every day with an open mind and an excitement towards these new learnings. I'll tell you this, I've got a fantastic team here at SHIP, you know, who continues to inspire me to go above and beyond and stretch myself outside my comfort zone. Lid. Well, and it's an especially exciting time in this industry. Boy, the acceleration we've seen over the past few years. And is that, you know, describe a little bit about, a little bit about that, about how that in particular in this industry is exciting for you, the pace of change that's kind of paralleling technology. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, I would I would repeat all the all the great things that I just shared. But to add to it, right, if you think about what pandemic has done, it definitely has shifted the consumer mindset, right? The way they look at digital products and, and you know, uh, uh, digital grocery and order placing and et cetera. So it's, it's, it's all rapidly changing at the same time. The way consumers are looking at uh, uh, businesses and, you know, uh, products that they can use as well as all the new emerging technologies out there, right? There's so much that we can do by bringing these together. What does our customers want and how we can make the best use of this evolving technology? I think that's super exciting and, and that gets me excited and that gets my team excited every single day here at SHIP. Oh, I'm sure. And, you know, you talk about doing those things and what are some examples of ways that you've helped to modernize um, SHIP's tech stack for the future? Kind of getting sure. into the details of it, yeah. Sure, sure. 
Uh, here at Shift, it's our members, gig workers, and retail partners at the center of everything we do. So in order to best serve them and also meet with a future business scale, we were on a journey to modernize our tech systems from a monolithic architecture to a highly distributed and scalable microservices architecture. In January of 2022, we revamped this modernization initiative. And you know what? This May of 2023, our teams have completed all the work that were needed to achieve this huge milestone. And I'm very proud and excited to share that Shift has fully modernized this tech stack that can easily scale with our businesses, right? So today, Shift's product lines are made up of over 350 microservices. This has greatly helped us with scalability, reliability of our systems, availability, and of course, cost associated with it. We have also implemented various tech solutions that have hugely improved the time it takes for us to onboard new retail partners and also enhanced the experience with the product catalogs. Uh, so it was not an easy journey, right? But, but it was because of a talented team, clear vision, and an execution strategy, we achieved this huge tech milestone here at SHIP. Now, I will add probably one more into this list that I'm super proud of uh, uh, my, my teams here. Recently, Target, our parent company, announced their plans to invest $100 million to further expand their sortation center network to more than 15 facilities by end of 2026, right? Um, helping bring the next day delivery capabilities to even more guests across the US. So my team here at Shift has played an active role in driving these goals for target last mile delivery, delivering a highly scalable and resilient tech system that supports the sortation center network strategy. So yeah, I would say um, it was all possible by collaborating closely with target and across various internal teams here at Shift, uh, we were able to really lock in an aligned vision uh, that's going to help achieve a lot of these huge, huge goals and milestones we have in front of us. Um, I also had the great opportunity to spearhead expansion plans that scaled integrations from just one sortation center to today's 10, 10 sortation center across the uh, US. I would say these are, these are a few examples of where myself and my team were focused on in the past few years. Well, it sounds like you certainly added to accomplishments from the time you sent your uh, submission to Top Women in Grocery to now, for sure. And I'm sure if I ask you three months from now, there'll be there'll be something different. But there's something to be said. The the research we've seen is that there's a lot of potential for growth still for mass mass merchants in particular um, in this space. So I think it's a really dynamic time in the industry to to be doing on this. And there's not a lot of resting on your laurels, Brenda. There's a lot of more work to be done. That's for sure. Totally agree. Totally agree. Sky is the limit. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It might just be, you know, with, with overhead. You never know. <laughs> and what are some things, in your opinion, that make the shipped model unique in the industry? You touched on that a little bit, but what are some other things if you want to amplify on that a little bit? I love that question, Lynn. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, this is one reason why I really love working for shipped as well, right? See, we are a retail tech company. And when you think about the tech industry, it's usually more tactical, right? And while we are definitely tactical in many ways here at Shift, encourage all team members to think critically. The reality is the businesses need something from us all the time, right? But 
How we deliver on that is through the lens of collaboration, innovation, and creative thinking. So today, my team is working with some of the biggest retailers in the business and in the US, right? But we started off small. You know, Shipped has been only around for less than a decade. But within this short span of time, we have launched various product lines that provides flexibility and caters to the needs of our members and, of course, our retail partners, right? So I firmly believe it's because of the community and the culture fostered here that encourages creativity and innovation that we, were, we, we have been able to modernize the tech stack and scale tremendously to meet all the business, business goals. We have launched various features for an enhanced shopper driver member experiences as well. Um, and, and, and here's what I would say. People are at the heart of everything we do at SHIP. And that mentality is part of our DNA. And it starts at very foundationally, you know, with how we create our work culture here. And it shows up in our above and beyond service that we provide. So to summarize, uh, uh, Lynn, I would say it's our constant and relentless focus on innovation that's coupled with customer obsession and people-centric approach is what I believe makes ship model unique. And you can you can be collaborative. I mean, I love that you can be collaborative. You can be creative, but do it fast. You know, just because something's collaborative doesn't mean it slows down the pace of work and the pace of innovation, right? I mean, it's it, taking time to collaborate doesn't mean you sacrifice go to market on anything. You're spot on. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, we talked about how you were influenced in your youth and how do you pay it forward, Brenda, in mentoring other women who might be interested in STEM, who might be interested in something very specific in this industry? Mm -hmm. And how do you do that with your team or maybe even beyond that as well? Sure, sure. Um, I play an active, I played an active role in various women in tech initiatives, both during my time at Target and also with my current role here at SHIP. Uh, during my time at Target, Lynn, um, I had a great opportunity to help launch a Women in Tech Forum that spawned across the U.S. and India. Think about that location, right? We're talking about connecting up two sides of the globe, and it's time to learn from each other's experience, right? And I would always call that as one of the, the best things, you know, that I was able to be part of. Mm -hmm. You have yeah. lost it, Yeah. I, but with a lot of people, definitely. But, you know, again, I got an opportunity to play a key role in that. Yes. <laughs> uh, here at Shipped as well, um, I play an active role in the annual Women in Tech conference called Sprout. I've been part of various panels and shared my experiences and learnings with our teams. And like I said, right, we are a retail tech company. And events like these are not just for our tech organization. And it is open for pretty much everyone in the company. And also, I'm a firm believer that allyship is a very important component of supporting women in tech, right? So we encourage and ensure to bring everyone together in this initiative so that it's not, you know, uh, being, being sort of uh, uh, shared or, you know, um, spotlighted as this is only for women. No, but allyship is so important and we need to bring everyone together in this. And we have had several speakers from our own internal leadership team, external industry professionals, you know, facilitated various uh, L&D uh, learning sessions, uh, networking events, etc. Right. So the focus is, 
is basically how we lean in on each other and learn from each other's experiences while also getting the insights of, uh, and expertise from our external industry professional. Um, other thing that I would share is I intentionally build my teams and my talent pipeline to be diverse. And I give significant importance to it. And, you know, when it just reflect on my own career journey, Lynn, right from being an intern to my current role here at SHIP, I have had several mentors, several mentors who inspired me and also helped me to identify my strengths as well as opportunities. You know, and also some of these mentors turned out to be my sponsors and help me identify the right next opportunity that's not just focused on growth, but also very much focused on the opportunities that will unlock new learnings for me, that will help with my own development. So it's very important for me to do the same to pay it forward. Uh, I've mentored a lot of early career women, but also those who aspire to transition from an individual career, um, individual contributor track to more of a leadership track. Uh, because that's something that I did in my own career. So I do want to share my experiences with folks. So the last stuck kind of in that area. That can be frustrating when you're at that age, when you're ready to move to the next level. You don't really know how to do it. So that's a perfect spot for mentorship. Agreed. And sometimes, you know, we just do not know as leadership is my cup of tea. Is that something that I want to do, right? So just simply by talking with someone who has been through the journey can help uh, you to evaluate, okay, what is, in, what is in store in that track versus what am I doing? Does it really fit uh, into my interest? I, I just take moments like that uh, to, to have very casual conversation, even if it's in very informal mentorship, right? Uh, other thing that I would add to this list is uh, I'm a firm believer that direct and timely feedback is one of the key components in anyone's learning journey for that matter. Like I personally take feedback as a blessing and I actively seek out feedback, which has tremendously helped me grow, not only in my profession, but also as an individual, you know? So if you think about the pre-pandemic days, we have had several of these direct, timely feedback opportunities in both a formal and a casual setting. Mm -hmm. For example, think about a time where we might be wrapping up a meeting in floor 21 and we are going to have our next meeting in floor 8, maybe. We're all going to wait outside the elevator, right? No one wants to be quiet in the elevator. <laughs> exactly. In moments like that, you know, I have had an opportunity to both get as well as share feedback as simple as, um, you know, I'm really making this up now. Hey, I think you did a great job presenting the facts the way you did in the last meeting. I thought it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe one thing that I would share perhaps for the next meeting, if you can add more sources to the data, it might help the attendees to connect it back from where it is coming, right? Um, moments like that, right? Super casual, super easy, but also you're helping your peer or colleague. Maybe that added thing uh, would, 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 would make that material resonates even more with the uh, attendees, right? So today we miss those moments, in my opinion, in this hybrid working environment, right? So the last in my list that I actually focus on um, is be very intentional about providing this timely and direct feedback with everyone that I work with, 
doesn't just have to be people who report to me. Even my peers and colleagues uh, and friends, um, I do that. Um, I think I think I think I, I covered it all. I like it. it's being mindful, right? Being mindful of opportunities for feedback for giving and getting. You know, because I think that's you know that that's a two way street when we when we give and get feedback. It's so important. And you're right about those little moments. It used to be parking lots and elevators. So I guess we have to make in the hybrid environment we kind of have to make you know make new new elevator talk or new water cooler talk. I don't even think there's water coolers around offices anymore. But. <laughs> Finding those opportunities. I like that intentional uh, language that you use there, Brenda. And so if you had to give advice, you mentioned your intern program, and maybe it's advice to an intern or maybe even someone younger than that. But for someone that might be thinking about a career specifically in grocery, maybe they interned uh, at Shift or, you know, your parent company, Target or another uh, organization or industry, what advice do you have? Yeah, uh, great question. A big question. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know if I would say that as advice, but you know, I'll share my two cents. Let me let me put it that way. Uh, hands down, this is the most exciting time to be in the grocery tech industry, right? I, I already said this is definitely a shift in the consumer mindset. There are some habits that we formed during the pandemic time that we you know um, um, we start seeing them as. Um, uh, you know, the expected norm uh, in the world, right? So this is the best time. And also there's a rapid change and evolution um, in technology. And all of this to me means a ton of opportunities to explore and try. So the first thing that I would share is be curious and have a continuous learning mindset. One thing that I do in my day-to-day and as well as a way to encourage my teams to have a curious mindset is to always ask the question, why? Why are we doing this work? And why are we doing this in the way that we are currently doing? When we ask this question and connect the what's to a why, we will find more efficient and better ways of solving a problem. You know what? Funny thing. Sometimes by asking this why question, we might even find the problem that we are talking about is not even a problem. And I, I have personally had instances where we have we have gone into that stage, right? We used to ask this question a lot when we were kids, didn't we? Why is the sky blue? Why is this? Why is that? Always to our parents, to our friends. But for oh, some yes. reason, yes. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, as we grow up, we tend to minimize, right? We, we we try to see that as a limitation. But in my mind, it is a strength. It is a strength to be able to ask the right why's at the right time. It's very powerful. So that's the first thing. Uh, my two cents. Uh, the second thing that I would share is: don't be afraid to try something new. There is no such thing called perfect. You don't have have to be perfect to try something that you have never done before. Feeling uncomfortable is not a bad thing at all. It is a sign that we are pushing ourselves outside of our comfort zone. And, you know, in my opinion, It's the most important thing for our learning and development. So I would say, embrace all opportunities. There will always be some learning and experiences from it, right? 
good, best, worst, bad, who cares? It's an experience, the end of the day, right? And that's what you should focus on. I, I, I have several examples from my own career uh, where embracing a change has led me to most of my learning and development. And with it came growth. Um, you know, to be specific, I would say I started my career on the data side of the world. I transitioned into product engineering, aka application engineering space, a little later in my career. Then I will admit, it was very uncomfortable for me. There were moments, you know, I had imposter syndrome and doubted myself. That's very common, imposter syndrome, yeah. Right? I doubted myself. Am I even adding any value in this forum? Am I adding value in this meeting? What am I doing in this project? Like instances like that, right? But I'll tell you, it really was those moments that shaped me, that taught me the most. So now when I reflect on my journey, I'm so glad I did the pivots that I did. And I had those opportunities to, to do those pivots. I'll tell you, I will not hesitate to embrace new change in the future as well. It was it was that experience that has taught me and gave me this courage. You know what? I'm not scared of changes anymore, but I'm excited about newness and excited about uh, changes in the future. So that's that's what I would share and wrap with that. And that's so that's so inspiring because you know maybe you didn't set out to be in this industry, and here you are, and here you are changing this industry for the better and doing it. If you hadn't have if you hadn't said that to yourself, you might not be in this industry. You might be in one of those other positions. So it's a, that's, that's absolutely a great point. And so do you kind of carry that through, Brenda, too, in your personal life and your activities outside of work as, you know, as well, just for you know, a more well-rounded life, too? Does that, does that do your philosophies carry, carry over, too? Um, yes, absolutely. Um, you know, outside of work, let me share a little bit about the personal side of me. Um, I'm an extrovert and I'm I'm sure no. you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love meeting new people and learning from their experiences. Again, an extension of that, that continuous learning mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it has usually helped me both in my personal life and in profession. Uh, I made a lot of connections and networks who came in handy, you know, uh, in, in times of needs for me. Um, uh, and, and, and I also have an almost 14-year-old daughter. Oh. Uh, who's into music mm-hmm. and tech, mm-hmm. perfect combination, right? Music yeah. and technology. Uh, and I love spending time with her and uh, supporting her aspirations for music and tech. You know, she inspires me in a lot of ways and her music helps to be a stress buster for me. And, and you know what, Lynn, I will say, I, my mom was a big role model for me. And, and she, she was the person who influenced me to be who I am today. And I want to be that for my daughter. And I want to be a great role model and show her what women can do uh, in the world, in tech industry. So I intentionally spend a lot of quality time sitting down with her, simply hearing what her aspirations are, what her future goals are, and how I can share my life experiences and be a, be a good mentor and coach for her. So that's, that's my life outside of work. I love that. I have a daughter too. And sometimes you think maybe they don't want your advice, but they do, you know, they do and they listen to you or maybe it's it's so rewarding when they ask you, you know, what do you think about this? So it's, you know, that really brings it full circle for us and what a world that they're going to be kind of on the cusp of, uh, you know, with the technology and with their, with their confidence, hopefully. Agree. 
Okay, one last question for you too, and this gets in your maybe this gets in your personal life a bit too. As a grocery shopper yourself, what are some things that are in your digital cart? Love that question all the time. Uh, it's super easy. Uh, milk, yogurt, and banana. Uh, my home, my family cannot survive <laughs> with these three things. Whether I place an order on Target.com or through Ship Marketplace, these three are non-negotiables for my family. There you go. And what type? Of, what type of yogurt? It's plain, uh, mm-hmm. low-fat yogurt for me, plain uh, whole milk yogurt for the rest of my family. There you go. There you go. All kinds of things. And I bet you those are up in my fridge as well upstairs. So wonderful. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing your time with us, sharing your infectious enthusiasm for this industry. It's great. I can feel it all the way over here, you know, where I am. So I appreciate you spending time with us. Thank you so much, so much for having me, Lynn. I I really enjoyed our conversation, and I look forward, you know, any other future scenarios. Uh, love to love to have a, a session. Yeah, and we'll see you in, or hopefully we'll see you in Orlando for our Top Women in Grocery event. So that's coming up here in a, in a couple months. So we're looking forward yes. to honoring you there. November, November, Florida from Minnesota. Yes, super excited. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Well, thanks again, and thank you so much for joining us today in our Top Women in Grocery podcast. If you want more information, please visit progressivegrocer.com backslash podcast. You can subscribe to this series wherever you typically listen to podcasts, including on Apple, Google, and Spotify. And if you out there in the audience have an idea for a Twig podcast topic, we want to hear from you. So email me at lptrak, P-E-T-R-A-K, at ensembleiq.com. See you later, everybody. Thanks again for joining us. Bye.